We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows blank. Hi guys, welcome back to Kristen Knows Blank Podcast. This is the podcast where I talk to comedians about stuff that we would talk about in green rooms. Just the usual stuff that we're doing when we're not comedy ying so this week uh, I have a really fun guest she's been on the show before um, and you guys seem to really like her so I brought her back I'm Kristen Key I'm the host of this crazy mess please find me and follow me through my website kristenkey.com follow all my social media I post lots of fun videos and if you haven't already just like like everything like everything this podcast all my just like them all um, I'm on Cameo, so if you want to give a unique gift, give them me. I write a song for everybody that that uh, wants a Cameo. Also, I've got a Patreon. It supports this and all my shows. Join the Patreon. It's totally worth it. I post a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, videos from the Friday, Friday Live at 5 show that I have. Um, anyway, join the Patreon. It helps me out. Now, this week's guest. I met her through the Social Distancing Social Club. She's very, very funny. She has a new special out right now. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. You can watch it on Apple TV. In fact, you can find out where to watch it. Just go to her website. It's KatrinaSivad.com. Because my guest this week, hey, computer lady, play that interview with Katrina Davis. Playing interview with Katrina Davis. Oh, my God, we're doing this. Yay. Oh, Katrina, thank you for agreeing to come back and do it again. Of course. Oh my god! And we had to reschedule last time because you, you got COVID. I did get COVID. Like way after it was a thing. Like finally, it was, it was cool. Then it was not cool. Then you got it. In true Katrina fashion, I was a late bloomer and got <laughs> COVID for the first time in October, September, October, October of twenty-two. Wow. Yeah. But you're you're not like being sick is is not new to you. You you were sick a lot as a kid. Like what? Yes what happened <laughs> I do feel like I'm just it's so funny because it's not any like it's also I was just sick enough for it to not give me really any sympathy like I don't have any kind of like <laughs> like the only thing I have chronic is bronchitis like no one really cares I'm just like a little wheezy migraine having person oh. I was just like always sick with something like my stomach would hurt all the time or my head would hurt I was I'm have a new joke about it where I'm just like I realized uh, I was sick all the time because I was really cool with the school nurse. Like I thought everyone had a very intimate relationship with the school nurse. And I was like, oh, are you guys not here once a week? What are we doing? Like I was like kicking it. Right, right. There was always that kid. I I, I went probably more than most kids. I, th I don't know. I have a nervous stomach. I was lactose intolerant, not diagnosed. So it's like there was always like a reason to be there. We, yeah. we used to go to a buffet after church every Sunday and every Sunday I would get sick and we started like my mom was trying to figure out like what was making me sick and it got to the point where she was like maybe they just wash their food in dirty water and that's making you sick because I got like a plain salad and a pancake with butter on it and got sick and she was like I don't know what to tell you kid but also like we love Shoney's so was anybody else in your family <laughs> sick or just my mom is like kind of an allergy kid, but she's a boomer. So they just like made her deal with pain her whole sure. life. Like she's had, sure. <laughs> she's had two deviated septum surgeries. She went to a allergist in like her twenties and was like, basically like, oh yeah, I just like run off Sudafed. And he was like, yeah, don't do that. You're on meth. Like she was just taking 
so much medication to function and was like, whatever, this is what I do. So I think she like doesn't have a real gauge of like how sick she's been. Cause like now she takes allergy shots and thinks that it's like magic. And it's like, yeah, you're allergic to like most of the world. Right. <laughs> you need injections to live on this earth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's probably mostly from her because we joke that my dad never gets sick, but then every 10 years he like almost dies. So that's his trade-off. Is that a dad thing? Because maybe it is. My dad, I've only seen him cry like twice in my whole life. And once was over something I did. And the other uh. one, cause he had the flu. And it's like both times we're like, it's like watching like a five-year-old boy cry. He just wailed. And I'm like, what is wrong oh with God. him? Is he going to die? And my mom rolls her eyes. She's a nurse. She's like, he has the flu. He doesn't know what it's like to feel unwell. And he's like, what is happening? And it's yeah. like, just not feeling well. <laughs> what is up with that? Because I feel like I've been sick so much that now when I get sick, I'm like, oh, I got this. It's fine. Oh, I'm yeah. so used to being sick. Plus, I was an alcoholic for like 17 years. I'm like, uh, throwing up. <laughs> Whoopity-doo. Oh, that is definitely, I think, part of it. Kristen, you just may have a totally different threshold. You're like, I felt this sick and gone to like family members' birthdays. <laughs> I, so true. I spent a very large chunk of my life pretending to be normal when I felt this way because I wasn't allowed to tell you how sick I was. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I've been, I've been in weddings. <laughs> yes, and been ill. Oh, and yeah. the first time I was hungover was in high school, and my mom like caught me being hungover. But we also like kind of were honest. Where I was like, I drank, but I didn't really drink that much, and thought that I was sick for some other reason. She was like, No, you're hungover, and I was just so in denial because I thought you had to like get blackout. Like I thought I would have had to like drink way more to feel that bad. And was just like, are you kidding me? I could have like six Heinekens and feel this bad. This is bullshit. Like I was yeah. so mad. I used to do that at my friend's house. I'd go over and I would like, you know, drink the amount that I usually drink. And I wake up and be like, I'm just off today. She's like, you're hung over. I'm like, no, off. no. She's like, you drink like a case of whatever beer. I'm like, yeah, I, I've drank that before. Like I'm fine. It's I'm just allergies. That's so funny. You're like, I know my body. I can handle a case of beer. <laughs> now that I'm sober, I'm like, oh, I did not know my body at all. I never felt good. I was awful. 17 years of just shit. Absolute shit. Oh my gosh. So much but better. Yeah, I was, I do feel like being a sickly person in general. <laughs> Wait, I just love that you call yourself. I'm a sickly person. Just, <laughs> if people ask like, what's wrong with me sometimes at a show or something, I'll be like, I'm sick. Like I just get sick. Now that I'm older, I get violently ill the first day that I have like my cycle, like my period oh, makes me sucks. insanely sick. Now I was at a show, no joke, walking back and forth between the bathroom and backstage because I was first and like my mouth was watering. Like I will without warning throw up now. And I just have to like throw up and then be like, oh, sorry, I just had to go throw up real quick. And then I'm fine. But like, I'm just used to like having, I'm not gonna can't like, I can't like, start my period three hours before a show and be like oh sorry i couldn't drive because my legs hurt too bad like right. that's something that like this i could like, legitimately want to do and i'm like whatever dude i'm women, sickly we power through things that are which that's that's i i believe you 100 percent because like women just keep going through the most painful shit and I just got my first mammogram and I had to have two of them. Oh and no. Women downplay this so much because like, I don't know, women are just like, oh, whatever, it's inconvenient. I'm like, 
that really hurts. Oh, so, yeah. my mom did warn me. It's so funny because the second you said it, I had a flash of my mom. My mom has a face that she made and I was so young. I was probably like 12 maybe. And she goes, you won't have to do this when you're till you're way older. And I go, what did they do? She said, they put your, <laughs> and she at the time also had very large breasts. She was a size F. Whoa. So she she said, they make you put your titty up on these two cold plates <laughs> and then they mush it down real hard. And she made this face like she was telling a horror story. And I was like, what the fuck? She was like, they mush it so hard. I was like, why? And she was like, I guess they have to flatten it out to take the picture. I don't know. Like she and she really doesn't complain about a lot of medical stuff. Like she's had biopsies. She had like, has had all kinds of stuff that she'll be like, OK, that hurt. And mammograms, she's like. I don't know why they haven't figured out a way to make these feel better. They suck. I'm working on a joke about it, about how they can take pictures from space of my dog in their backyard, but to get a picture of the inside of a boob, they have to, to make you a panini. It's you can see my tampon if you work in TSA. <laughs> like a hundred percent. That is God. just facts. <laughs> And these medical professionals have to mash the softest, most sensitive part of my body besides possibly my vagina, which they I, do I worse would, things If you to. put one of my vagina lips in a machine, it would not be as painful as I was breasts. just, I was thinking that if I had to pick, I would probably be like, put a little teeny labia up there. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only way we can see your tonsils. <laughs> I like that you at least picked the more like acceptable PG-13 lip. I went straight to vagina lips. I went straight. But I do feel like being sick like that all the time trained me to kind of like, and I am a little, you know, orderly of a person. Like I like things to be a certain way, but I got sick and like, I pretty much just needed a little bit more food and tissues. Like I was, I was like, Oh, at least like everything's clean. Like I, you know, it's like, I had a nice place to feel horrible in yeah. because I had like taken care of, you know, most things. Like if I keep, like, I feel like if you maintain like a mild homeostasis, when you get sick, you're like, okay, I'm sick. But like, I don't, have like you I was immediately just like okay what do I have to like cancel you know what I mean like right. who do I get to talk to and just be like I feel horrible right now but I like took a meeting the next day like I like I mostly like had a horrible fever God. like I just could not stop like having Fevering. like I didn't have a I didn't have a thermometer I got a thermometer and at one as, point, as a hypochondriac I'm like how do you not have a thermometer like I take my temperature like uh, like three times a week I was that way when I was younger I used to get in trouble because my mom would be like where's the thermometer and it would just be in my room somewhere it's in my butt right now <laughs> I was doing a quick check what do we <laughs> have like my own so I bought a thermometer also and like the next morning had felt horrible the night before woke up and was like oh I probably don't have a fever and was at like 99.9 and it was like oh I was straight baking last night like I definitely had like a gnarly fever for three days and then after that I started and then like Monday I was positive and the next Monday I was negative wow and you took a meeting with a fever is that right yeah oh I'm, yeah I'm a weenie we were just talking about this today on a walk I'm like I think I'm a weenie and I think I might be a little dramatic and my wife just goes 
you think? I was like, hey. But yeah, I, I got COVID and cleared my schedule for like two weeks. I'm like, I'm going to be sick forever. So I'm just not, I'm not going to do anything. And then about <laughs> eight days later, I was fine. But I was like, no, nah, I already cleared it for two. I'm off. I'm done. No, I was sick. I was sick, sick for like three days. And then by the fourth day, I was like, okay, when am I allowed to do stuff? But also like, I'm still coughing. I'm coughing in a way that I wasn't even coughing when you I had sound like, like, You sound like we all sounded in the 90s, just like, like a loose, a loose cigarette cough. Yes, I sound like <laughs> Christina Ricci and 200 cigarettes. I can't. <laughs> and that's what I did tell someone. Um, I did, I think my first show back, I was like, I feel like I sound weird in my head, but I couldn't tell. But yeah, I still have like, um, just like kind of a cough. Like I went to um, a premiere, like a, a movie that was like a Ooh. very serious documentary. And I'm very into this documentary, but also my throat is full of phlegm. Like I was, <laughs> trying to like be in a moment everyone around me is being so serious and i'm just trying to like like silently force snike phlegm out of my throat yes just like <laughs> going full grandpa like <laughs> <laughs> while a lebanese woman pours her heart out about like the state of her country and feminism and metal and i'm just like <laughs> also, again Women have to do it silently. Men will just be like, <laughs> like, why? We're in an airport. Like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they have no. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I feel like I, it's funny though. People were asking me. They were like, "What variant did you get? How would I possibly know? Is that something that people know?" I mean, I just think it's because it takes it lasts so long. You have a lot to think oh, about. You're home alone. Maybe so I know who like, gave it to me. I have a theory on what kind I had. Like really? I got it from a lounge singer lounge singer named Heather. Um we were <laughs> we were on a cruise ship and we were doing a duet. She wanted someone to duet with and I sing and so we were gonna sing Bobby McGee and we shared a microphone to rehearse all day long. And then at the end of it, she was like, Oh, by the way, the people I had dinner with tested positive this morning. I was like, Heather, Heather and then we both get off the ship and she was like, you won't believe it. I tested positive. I was like, I believe it because I just did. Anyway. Oh my gosh, Heather. <laughs> Heather, the lounge singer. <laughs> she's fantastic, by the way. Heather oh Sullivan. My goodness. Check her out if you're ever on a cruise ship with Heather Sullivan. She's amazing. And Whenever she's back. She'll give you COVID. Yeah. She'll give you COVID and a great time. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> great at singing and passing on diseases. <laughs> So I had time to think about that. And I think I had, uh, I think I had Delta. How do you think, why do you think that? Like Because it was long, because oh. it lasted longer than, I heard that Omicron was shorter and okay. mine was like, Maybe that's like the one I had then. bumping up against 10 days, but I could be okay. wrong. How the hell do I know? Um, but yeah, I'm just, I assumed I had Delta and I got it from Heather and I wanted from, nothing but hot sauce. You got it from Heather, the COVID crooner and <laughs> Omicron apparently makes you want store-bought pasta because uh, Chef Boyardee, what a weird thing to crave. Like, do you eat that in your normal like eating routine? That's like something from I think it was just me feeling bad at wanting something I ate when I was little. Sure. Cause I haven't had it around it. But I did you know what's really funny is before I got sick, I was walking around the grocery store and saw some like in a display like it was on sale or something, and I was like and I was like, I should get some of that. I was like, I do not need to get Chef Boyardee because it is the kind of food that's like definitely full of so many preservatives that it makes you hungrier. Like it's like a never ending cycle. 
Right. But I used to, I used to come home and eat, like make Chef Boyardee ravioli flaming hot in the microwave and then put crystal hot sauce in it. It's so good. Wow. Okay. It's my favorite. And so I think I got sick and just like, um, regress to wanting I would have, yeah. that would give me 24 full hours of diarrhea like no, just my, immediate just like mm, worth it was, I guess that was my yeah. latchkey kid food one of my latchkey kid meals I also had a stint where I was obsessed with making the perfect onion ring that did not really turn out that well I was like, did you ever get it because I've tried to make onion rings before and they I cannot get them not to stick together they bunch no you I yes they bunch and I just ate so much batter and old bay which i think was really my <laughs> ultimate goal anyway um but yeah Weird question I, as a I, i'm not gonna say an older woman because i think we're i think i'm an old woman but i'm like the older i get onion rings are like i have to make a decision on if, if i'm alone i'll eat onion rings if i'm around anybody else instant like i'm, I'm no thing. fun to be around i feel like do you remember when they made fried pickles in the spear and we were all like, this is a horrible idea because all of the breading falls off and then they started making them in the chips and we were like, now you got it. Okay. I feel like I, other than a blooming onion, Fuck, those are good. that I won't eat them because they just are not aerodynamically sound for what I want in a fried onion. Okay. Like I'm gonna end up just dipping Damn. batter mm. in sauce and then eating a raw one bite out. onion, yeah. one bite in. which is not like again to your point, nothing that I need to ever do in front of another person. And then what am I doing? Door dash, door dashing onion rings. They don't have that kind of shelf life. So it's like I only really eat blooming onions now that you bring it That's up. Smart. I'm like, when is my wife leaving town again? I've got plans. Yeah. I'm just we can door meet dash at a we can, oh. we can meet at a bowling alley. I feel like that's a good place to get a good onion. Ring. <laughs> just put our fingers in used balls and then eat a bunch of finger foods. Yeah. I would like to bob for them if that's possible. Oh, we have a new Halloween tradition. I bob for <laughs> onion rings. It's time for five quick questions. Five quick questions with Katrina Davis. Question number one. You're offered three times the highest rate you've ever been paid to perform at a nudist resort naked. Do you do it? Ooh, you know what's really funny? I was just reading an article on Diane Arbus the other day, a famous photographer that I love very much. She at one point went to a nudist colony to shoot them and because she was there observing, also took off her clothes. And she was kind of like, oh yeah, it felt awkward for like the first 15 minutes, but then like you become a nudist too. Like you're a nudist because you're also naked. So I feel like a while ago, I would have maybe been way more reserved about this even without before the money. But yeah, I probably would do that, especially if I'm allowed to have like a landing strip. I don't really care about anything else. I think For you some can reason. even have accessories because I've had other people ask if they could have earrings or socks. And I'm like, I think you could have a necklace oh. even because I, 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 I play the guitar it. in my act. So I I mean, if I, think... I could wear a lay that covered my nips, just the nipples, you would just be yeah. totally beaver out with your nipples covered you're like i think yeah, i'd be okay, okay with that, with that for okay. some reason i don't, <laughs> I don't know why it. yeah i don't know why because I, I feel like vaginas are more universal like <laughs> vagina and i feel like you definitely know way more than i would but i feel like they all just kind of look like different that much. i feel like they all just kind of look like different kind of fortune cookies so like <laughs> 
you can do that, but like boobs are like so individual. <laughs> so, okay, so you would do it. That's good to know. Okay. Absolutely. Number two, this is a this is specifically designed for your uh, your your sickness topic. Ooh, okay. Since you were a sickly kid, um, question number two: You ate something. It's not going well. Would you rather be <laughs> Would you rather be mouth sick or butt sick? Ooh, I think mouth sick. What a I, fun choice. I feel like butt sick lasts longer. Oh, because I get butt sick in a way that like, and this has also been since high school where like people want to like try to make a joke out of you being sick and be like, oh, Katrina has diarrhea. And it's like, I wish I had diarrhea. <laughs> diarrhea goes fast. Like I just have insane burning cramps where I can feel oh. something shifting from one side of my intestines to the other. The grabbers. Like, and then yeah, what they call I them the grabbers. I don't know. I just try to eat a lot of roughage. So it rubs all of the dirt out of them. Cause my mom said that's good too. But like, I don't know what I kind of, mom. I don't know what kind of sick I get. Damn. Okay. It's just life perspective. Cause I drank for so long. I had diarrhea for like 15 years. <laughs> So I'm like, bring it on. Uh, I know I'm so good at that, like <laughs> hiding it, dealing with it or whatever. Uh, but when I no. throw up, I'm a baby. I'm that a baby. That sounds terrifying. Up. Like to have like your butt do stuff and you have to figure it out on the fly. That sounds terrifying. Like morning radio and you're hungover because you drank till two in the morning at a comedy club and you had to get up at five for morning radio. And then they like give you coffee and you forget because you're a dumbass and you're hungover that coffee's going to give you oh, diarrhea and you're sitting God. there and you're like, what do I do? That's like, that's- That's way worse that I feel like that is the perfect scenario where I'm like my brain, if I was nauseous, I'd be like, oh, let's go. I know what to do. If it was my butt, I would be way more stressed. <laughs> That is so stressful. It is stressful. Oh like my God. A Bob and Tom morning and you're like, uh-oh, I've made some bad choices. Nothing <laughs> can, nothing, like you're concentrating so hard on like keeping your butthole closed that it's just like, awooga, Hong Kong. Like just people <laughs> making awful noises. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So you would rather be mouth sick than butt sick. What a fun yeah. question. I've never asked anybody <laughs> that, that before. Good. Question number three, your portrait is hanging in the Louvre. Ooh. What are you wearing and what are you doing? Ooh. It's so funny because I do an art history podcast. Um, I gotta research my guests. I do an art history podcast <laughs> called Pavant Guard with two of my friends that are art history majors and I'm just wow. the idiot that like makes the most lowest common denominator like uh analogies to these beautiful works of art this from like the friends. 18th century mm -hmm. oh it's i love art but on such a base level like i that's why it was painted art was painted for idiots like us yes i can like barely explain why i like most art i'm just like i don't know i just kept coming back here and staring at it so i guess i like it like i'm the worst so i am <laughs> The one on like we did a an episode on Kahinda Wiley, who is for this question is a black artist who specifically does art that does renditions of black people in ways that you depict famous like Renaissance paintings and like paintings that you would see in the Louvre and things like that to like kind of put black faces in these spaces where you're so used to oh, not cool. seeing them. And he does a lot of it with like backgrounds that are very engulfing to the subject. And I compared it to that gif when Homer backs into the bushes. <laughs> so that is 
kind of what I bring to the Perfect. art world. So I think in the, that's what it made me think of that for real though, is like they would probably, I would probably be doing something not stately to be like a black person just being super regular. So probably like on roller skates, eating a hot dog in like cut off shorts and like a crop top. Cause that is like my uniform basically. <laughs> we gotta get Lady like, to do this. I'm just yeah. like full Florida. Oh my God. In roller skates, eating a hot dog. That would probably be what I would be doing. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. The last two questions get a little weird. Ooh, okay. Uh, question number four, question number four, you've been kidnapped. <gasps> okay. And your kidnapper enters you into a hot dog eating contest. How many hot dogs can you eat to save your life? How perfect was the segue? Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I wanted to be a competitive eater when I was little. I love hot dogs. I've always loved hot dogs. And then my mom showed me the Hebrew national competition on TV. And I was mad because they didn't have condiments. Like I thought that they got to like leisurely enjoy hot dogs because they're <laughs> delicious. Like I didn't know. I'm wondering, is this like a kind of thing where my life depends on it? Is it like the more hot dogs I get, the, the longer oxygen I get in some kind of underground thing? Like, wow, I've never thought this is... that far. I just, I thought in my, in my competition, it was like, you're lined I'm up with like- I'm a psychopath. No, I love it. This is last time we talked about serial killers or uh, true crime. Last time, it, oh, no, yeah. no. So you're on a, you're just like a regular hot dog eating contest. There's like four other people in you and they say go and whoever wins a contest uh, doesn't get shot in the head. I wonder if I could eat 10 hot dogs because that's the thing too is I have, my eyes are so much bigger than my stomach, but I get full very fast. So like if I could eat 10 hot dogs, that would be insane. I like <laughs> that your answer is 10 because I feel like if you set the goal, you're going to hit it. Ooh, okay. Okay. I think you're going to live with 10 hot dogs. Question number five. Um, I don't know how this happened. You have been kidnapped again. Uh, and now your kidnapper is entering you. Oh in no, this isn't, did my mom write these? Because my mom definitely <laughs> thinks that people are constantly trying to kidnap me. Oh, well they, you've been kidnapped. This will be the second time on the show. Second time your kidnapper now is entering you into a karaoke competition. Um, to oh, save your life, no. what song do you sing? Woo, this is hard because I am constantly alone. So we'll sometimes be like, oh, I feel like that didn't sound that bad. And it probably was horrible. Or, like I know I'm not one of those people that thinks I can sing. I know I can't sing, but I sometimes think that I will sound like other people that can sing. Does that make sure. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know scales, but I can imitate other people's voices. Um, like maybe like love is a battlefield or Barracuda or something like that. I like I'm and Barracuda. I can't sing well, but I love as a song, but love is a battlefield. I feel like I could maybe sing enough to save my life. I love that. As a, there was a kid in my seventh grade class once in our uh, English class, I guess it was. We were supposed to write poetry, and like, like I was like, "What'd you do?" And he showed me, and it was, uh, "We are young, heartache to heartache we stand." I was like, "Dude, that's the lyrics to Love Is a Battlefield." He was like, "I got an A on it." I was like, "Well, yeah, because it's a great song." Oh my god! But the gosh, teacher did not recognize Pat Benatar, and the teacher was just like, "A plus, good job." This is I'm like, great. It is great. It's Just a teacher crying. No one can tell us we're wrong. <laughs> Just like, wow. Heartache to heartache, we stand. And now it's time for Rad Libs. Oh, yay. Yeah, we do it again. So I've written a story. I left out some parts of speech. You give me the parts of speech. We're going to make a hilarious story together. Um, are you ready? 
Yes. An adjective. Aquatic? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Never had that one before. Another <laughs> adjective. Golden. Uh, a body part. Epiglottis. Epiglottis. That's the... Uh, uh, uh. Uh, it's the mm -hmm. thing in the back of your throat. <laughs> because mine is unusually high. Oh! Oh, interesting. I'll show bragging? you. I'll show you. It looks really weird. I'll show you next time we're in the same place. It looks really weird. People get freaked out by it. I had I a doctor asking me about it one time. A doctor was like, what is, do you get, like, has anyone ever asked you about this? I was like, no, but I've been waiting for them to. It was the best. I love <laughs> it when doctors just eyeball stuff. Um, I had one, I was at my gyno and she was down there and she asked me if I had an enlarged thyroid. And I was like, how far up can you see? <laughs> like, this is such a weird question. You're looking all the way, is there a light down there? What's going on? <laughs> Get your flashlight out of there. Um, uh, oh, an article of clothing. Ascot. Yes. Another adjective. Curly. Adverb. Ooh, stealthily. Uh, your favorite word. Coco. Coco is your favorite word. That's a nice, it's a, it's nice, it's rounded. I'm in. Up. A tool. Tire iron. Another adjective. This is an adjective heavy rather Yeah, no, it's okay. I like it. Dusty. <gasps> yes. Uh, an animal. An ocelot. Ocelot. Oh my God. I learned what an ocelot was the first time from that show Archer. Oh my goodness. And it's so funny because I have a joke about Salvador Dali because he had two ocelots. And I randomly once on stage, like was just ranting. I was like, wait, is that why he has ocelots on Archer? And someone in the audience was like, yes. And it made me so happy. How fun. That oh, that is awesome. why they have ocelots in that show. Do enjoy that on that show. And Archer's reactions to all animals makes me so happy. Exactly. Cause he's a freaking borderline sociopath, but he's like, I love this monkey. <laughs> right. Uh, a body part. Weenus. Uh, a verb. Wrangle. Uh, a sound. Auga. <laughs> Not sure how to spell it, but I think I got it. <laughs> An illness or disease. What's that thing you get from babies? Hoof and mouth. What's the thing? <laughs> is that what it is? That's from cows, but babies have it too. You can get it from babies in their shitty little hands. Oh my God. A verb. Twists. Plural noun. Ew, clowns. Another plural noun. Laundromats. Body part? Hair follicle. Oh God, oh God, yeah. This is getting interesting. <laughs> I love hearing you feverishly write. I love the sound of you writing. And oh yeah. It's like, it makes me feel like we're writing a script in the 20s. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It would still be a typewriter, but I feel like- Oh man, I should type these. Ding! Yes! A liquid. <laughs> oh, I do need a liquid. Grapefruit juice. I need a body part. Calf. Uh, an amount of time. A smidgen. Adjective. Brazen. And a verb ending in ing. Slurping. Just so you know, I immediately was like fucking sucking, tugging. No, like I was, you was can like use all any of, of those. I yeah, I'm I know, like... but like they just rapid fire in my brain where just all the dirty ings all came in faster than they've ever come into my brain before. I was like, they're my favorites. Okay. They're my favorites. But slurping is fine too. We do have a story. We have a fantastic story. You've done it, my friend. Uh, we've got a great story just because of you. This is called uh, Call the Doctor. I feel funny. <laughs> Call the doctor, I feel funny. Uh, I've been having some aquatic symptoms lately, so I made an appointment with my medical expert, Dr. Golden. He specializes in ear, nose, and epiglottis medicine. 
As usual, when I got to the office, I stripped down to my ascot and put on a curly gown. <laughs> the doctor told me to hop up on the table and then begin examining me stealthily. <laughs> he told me to open up and say, Coco. <laughs> then he looked in my mouth using a tire iron. Dr. Golden said that my chest sounded dusty, but otherwise I was as healthy as an ocelot. I pointed to my weenus and explained that whenever I wrangle, it sounds like Aruga! The doctor said it was probably just a mild case of hoof and mouth disease, but just to be sure, he wanted to x-ray my laundromats. The x-ray reveals several large clowns in my lower hair follicle. That explains why it's been so hard to twist lately. Lucky for me, my condition is 100% treatable. I was given an enema of grapefruit juice. Oh my God, that's why you made that face. <laughs> and told to keep my calf elevated for a smidgen. Now, thanks to Dr. Golden, I'm looking brazen and slurping great. <laughs> that made a surprising amount of sense. I feel like it's a conversation I've had with my doctor recently. Like, as someone who actually twists their hair, a hair follicle full of clowns would make it difficult. Like, I was like, wait, that kind of, in a silly kid story, still works. A hair follicle full of clowns is a, is a, it's a horror movie for me. Um, but I'm in, I'm in. Um, tell the viewers and the listeners where they can find you and what you have coming up. Ooh, okay. Well, um, you can find me at Katrina Savad, which is Katrina with a K and then S-I-V-A-D on everything. My Instagram, everything's the same. Um, and I always have shows in LA. I'm going to be in Portland the day before Thanksgiving. Um, I have some dates next year. I'll be going to like some other cities. So yeah, like if you live in LA, for sure look me up and we should hang out. And if you live somewhere else, just follow me for all the stuff I have coming up soon. Awesome. What's I have the a special, duh. I have a special out called Figuring It Out that you can watch no matter where you live. Duh, I don't know why. That's I, awesome. How do you watch your special? Um, It's on Apple Plus and Prime and all this stuff. If you go to my website, I have a page that has all of the links that they gave me where you can watch it. That's so awesome. Click and, whichever one fits your fancy. And tell me about your podcast one more time. What's the name of it? Oh, yeah. Pavant Guard. Um, I came up with a name. And it, <laughs> it's uh, you can find that on Spotify, Apple, everywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you love it, um, please subscribe to our Patreon because we are working on getting more Patreon so we can pay to edit more than one episode a month. So I understand. Like working it's on tough. Building up. Yeah, it is yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And we love Elliot. We want to give him more money. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today. It's so good to see you again. Yeah, it was good to see you too. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we were both well. Feeling good. Interview complete. Giving Katrina a rectal exam and sending her home. Uh, thank you, Katrina Davis, for coming on the show. Sorry about that. Um, always wonderful to have you come back anytime. And thank you for listening or watching. You guys, you're so wonderful for hanging out with me. Uh, next time, I'll be bringing you another hilarious comedian. We're going to chit-chat. We'll play five quick questions. We'll do a rad lib. And then everybody will go home happy and healthy. Until then. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows plan.